Guru Nation, welcome to episode 471 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, uh, Monica actually interviews me, Monica Paula Quitiva. She is one of the co-founders for the Latinos in Clinical Research Group. And we turn the tables on this one. She interviews me, talks about my career. We did an interview with each of the four co-founders of Latinos in Clinical Research. So apparently I was the last one that hasn't had an interview uh, to spread the word about the group. And make sure you go to latinosinclinicalresearch.com to subscribe. All ethnicities welcome. It's a lot of networking opportunities and the like. Uh, so I talk about my career, how I got started, why I started the YouTube channel, how everything, all the business is sort of formulated. And then we get into diversity and research and different kinds of things like that. So check that out. Again, links in the show notes, latinosinclinicalresearch.com. Also in the show notes is the Patreon channel, patreon.com slash dancefair. It's only five bucks a month. There's a monthly mastermind. There's weekly videos and posts about increasing your opportunities, biz dev, in life sciences, career uh, growth, how to build your brand, all that kind of stuff, and a monthly mastermind just for five bucks every month. Also in the show notes, we've got the CRA Academy, the CRC Academy, links are in the show notes. Finally, myself and Chris, we have a service through our company, DSCS. We help sites get studies. We help sites negotiate budgets. We help sites create source. We help sites with their SOPs. Text me if you're interested, 949-415-6256. And with all that being said, enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back. I've got Monica on. We're doing some, we've got 2021. we got a lot of big things lined up for you guys, um, especially with Latinos in clinical research, which we've done a video for every co-founder so far. There's four of us. And Monica's idea was to interview me today. And I don't know what else she's planning. So I'm just going to hand it to her because <laughs> I don't know much about what's going on, but uh, I always want more content. So this is good. No matter what we do, it's good. So hello, good nation. I have the honor to uh, interview the one and only Dan Sprea. <laughs> welcome peeps, to the show. oh before we do that hold on hold on let me <laughs> while we do this introduction this is a good time for me i never ask people to do this but let me show you guys something watching okay if you're listening just listen to what i'm saying all right let me show you something that's alarming to me alarming i don't know if they could see this do you see the can you see this do you see the watch time? Watch time from subscribers, okay? I Wow. Only only 25% of you watching this right now are subscribed. That means 3 out of 4 of you watching this right now are not subscribed. You need to hit subscribe button, please. And then everybody, you need to hit like and let's get the algorithm going because YouTube loves when people like and comment, but Three out of four of you are not subscribed, okay? Why? What? Come on, guys. Subscribe. Hit that button. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, subscribe so you can get... Can you believe that? Three day, out of four. Three out of four watching this. Do not subscribe. <laughs> Three out of four. And it's easy. Just subscribe. Hit the button. Hit Click the bell. Subscribe. Let's That's see. It. Hit the button. <laughs> bell. Like. 
comment. Button, bell, like, comment. We should make a new logo from <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. So I was, when I was uh, uh, thinking about this interview, I think that the very first question, obviously, that uh, a lot of people would like to know is um, how, how you ended up in research, first of all, and, uh, and being um, uh, where the idea of doing the videos and becoming um, information um, or giving knowledge to people came from? Uh, okay, so in college, I thought I could go to med school and um, decided that I wanted to have fun instead and tried to do both <laughs> at the same time. And that doesn't work. So I graduated, but not with good enough grades. And then one of the toughest majors at the school, molecular and cellular biology, uh, but not with a good GPA. So med school was pretty much out of the question, although I still thought, you know, maybe like if I do things differently, I can have a chance. So at the same time I graduated, my dad, who's a doctor, worked with some other physicians from USC. They started like a private research clinic, but my dad didn't know anything about research, nor was he really interested in it. And he told me, hey, you know, if you want to med school, like you might want to intern here in this clinical research. I don't think too many med students are, um, I don't think too many applicants are doing this. So maybe you still have a chance to get in. So that's why I did it. I did it for that. Um, and then by the, when I started interning there, there was a lot of uh, chaos. You know, a lot of the doctors decided they don't want to do research anymore and they weren't paying the staff and people were just leaving. So it ended up just being my dad and me. And my dad said, you know, I don't want to do this either. So if you want to run the whole thing, there was really only two studies or yeah, two studies at the time. If you want to run this whole thing, go ahead. If not, I mean, you're going to have to find a job or something. And so then I started applying like for CRA jobs, but I was getting, I probably sent like 50 applications and didn't even hear back from them. Um, so I decided to just do the research clinic because I had nothing else to do. And uh, I'm glad it worked out well, um, but I had to learn everything on my own because like I said, my dad didn't know anything. I mean, he, he, he wanted me to get another doctor so he can be replaced, which I eventually did. Um, but it forced me to learn everything. So from 2005, when this started, until 2010, I was not blogging. I had no ideas about YouTube. I was just learning everything, right, um, by mistake, trial and error. I started hiring some staff as well. I had to train them because... The people I hired didn't know anything either. And that's all I could afford at the time. And um, I kept Google. I remember Googling things like in this period, like what is uh, 157? Who needs to be on 1572? Um, I would just Google like what is IATA requirement? What's a CLIA waiver? I mean, just everything you can think of. And there was nothing really, um, there was no information. And I think that stayed in my mind, like, you know, eventually I'll, I should 
this would be nice to have this. I can't be the only person looking for this. I'm sure there's somebody else somewhere looking for this. So in 2010, when the business got more stable, like five years later, my employees were doing a lot of the work. I was just business development. I was thinking of ways to increase the business. I wanted to initially started the YouTube channel because I wanted to recruit patients to the studies. So I would make a lot of videos like what is an informed consent? What is um, IRB? Are you safe when you join a study? Those kind of things. And patient, there was no patients watching. It was all researchers, like other staff. Like people would start emailing me, hey, I'm from uh, this clinic and thank you for your video. And I was like, great, that's great. But I, you're not who I'm trying to target. So stop emailing. <laughs> and eventually I realized, you know what? The, only the researchers are emailing me, not the patients. Maybe I should make something <laughs> for them instead. So then I switched to just patients, just content for researchers, uh, probably six months in to doing YouTube. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you go to the oldest videos, you'll see most of them in the beginning are just like for patients. Um, but it turns out people were watching that who wanted to be CRAs, who wanted to be CRC. And so that's where the content, uh, that's where everything started was from there. But that was five yeah, years yeah, after. Did. That was great because you passed from being a student, you ended up being an entrepreneur and then also a mentor. Yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and I never wanted that. I mean, I just wanted patience for my clinics because I didn't want to necessarily help another researcher in another part of the state or country. I mean, I wanted more patients for my studies and I wanted more uh, studies okay. from sponsors. And, you know, if they see your YouTube, they probably think, okay, this guy, these sites can get patients. Um, but that's not what happened. And then you're right. Yeah. I became like a um, mentor now for like uh, other researchers, which the patient well, thing is still tough. Somebody's got to do this for <laughs> make content yeah. for patients. Somebody has to do it. Well, you became my mentor. So, I mean, thank you. <laughs> 2015 and when did i meet you 2014 2014 so i was already four years into doing my youtubes then yeah yep i remember that yeah and then we had the cra academy 2016 we started it so i was gonna uh, that's that was my next thing so then after that you start uh diversifying your your business and your adventure so after that what what came after that so I didn't plan anything. I just had the clinics and I wanted to expand. I wanted to have more clinics and I thought I could make a really big clinic and then sell it. And I, I did, but it wasn't really big. It was the three sites I ended up selling. Then I got the opportunity to start the new one where you worked. Uh, you were employee number two or three, I think. Three. Number three. three. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, I didn't plan any of the CRA Academy or the site service, like helping other sites get started, but all those opportunities presented themselves because of the videos. People would email me, Hey, do you have a program? Do you have a course for CRA? And I kept saying, no, you know, and by the 50th, no, I was thinking, why not? Why do I have to say no? I mean, I know I don't like teaching, but maybe there's a way I can have somebody teach for me and then I can just 
have the academy and that's how the CRA academy started and same thing with the site services sites would email me hey do you have a service for helping us get studies I said no and then I talked to Chris about it my business partner and we decided that we can actually do something so those are now our two biggest businesses and now quickly approaching is the CRC academy you know it's the newer one and that's the one that you are running the show but that's the same, you know, that one was your idea though. That one came straight from Monica. <laughs> well, but you follow my um, idea. Yeah. I don't so remember how many times I, I said no to you like five times in nice ways. And then uh, <laughs> finally I <laughs> said, yes. Gonna work. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And thank God that was the answer at the end. That's right. Yes. And okay, so um, after comp after doing all this research of working and doing all this uh, videos, what you can tell to people out there that are starting their uh, career for people that are uh, minorities, like Latinos, what would you tell them, um, you know, to start their career? If they're looking like minorities looking to get into research, okay, I would tell them, we need you, first of all, like, we need you more than you even know, because the industry needs more minority patients in their study. And the best way to get minority patients is to get more minorities to work in research so they can go out and be evangelists for the industry. Um, so first of all, we need you, even though you think we don't, but we do. It's very true. Second of all, um, there's no rules to get in. Everybody wants a roadmap and everybody's roadmap looks different. So there's no rules. And finally, it's the persistence. I mean, the one common denominator, like I just said, there's no roadmap, right? But the one common denominator from the people I see getting successful is persistence and not being too rigid with uh, their approach, being open to try unorthodox things like asking sites to intern there and taking it a step further, what do you provide that you can do for the site for free? Or maybe blogging on LinkedIn. Like one of the people is um, is uh, the Black Women in Clinical Research, okay? We have Danielle Coe who started that. And she, nobody asked her, like she didn't ask anybody's permission to do this. And she just did it. And she's creating like a movement now. And that's very unorthodox. And unorthodox, um, what's the quote? There is an entrepreneur who said, if you want normal results, do normal things. If you want abnormal results, do abnormal things. And that's definitely abnormal. I mean, so that's, I think that's my advice to um, not just minorities, but anybody, but especially minorities, because we need you. We need you guys. Well done. That's actually a really good advice. I think uh, people sometimes get scared to to just jump. 
and 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 uh, magic happened outside <laughs> the box. Yeah, right? but you weren't you were not scared yeah. when you started working with us. You know, you probably researched a little bit of what research is, but you were willing to translate your skills like from sales and from media for, amongst the many things that you from your skill set into we thought immediately into patient recruitment and clinician outreach. And this is why we brought you on. You know, we didn't bring you on because you're an expert in research. I mean, that's what a lot <laughs> yeah. of people think. That's what a lot of people think. Well, I don't know anything about research, so nobody's going to hire me. And if you have that mindset, you already lost. Yeah, like uh, like um, Ashley always mentioned in the videos is um, Ashley Margot. We love Ashley Margot. Her videos. <laughs> yeah, watch her videos um, about um, transferring skills. I mean, all the skills are transferable to any any um, industry. And if you want to be in the elite pharmaceutical research industry, uh, I mean, why not? It's just uh, it's just a matter of trying and and uh, finding a way to do it. The industry is uh, extremely busy um, because of COVID. There's so many COVID studies in addition to all the other studies. And there's a need for any kind of background, technology, sales, me like blood drop, uh, phlebotomist, medical assistant, auditor. I mean, whatever your background is, you had a good quote, whatever your background is, there's a home for you in research. There's a job for yeah. you. Something like that is what yeah. you said. Anything. Yeah. Anything you, any, any background you have, research has it. That's right. Yeah. Because I mean, even lawyers, marketing, I mean, anything, you name it, we have it. And, and, uh, and pharmaceutical industry is a very good industry to be in. Plus it pays better than the others. So why not? Very, very stable, um, very lucrative, it's very intimidating as well. And I think that's what stops a lot of people. And I think that's what makes our academies successful is the fact that it's intimidating. Um, people feel like they need a help and they, you know, we help them for sure, but there are plenty of ways to do this for free. If you want to, it's just, we make it so much easier for you. So you just pay for it and everything's set for you to, it's just you need to do the work yeah and then uh, I mean the, the the academies give you uh, all the knowledge needed uh, to to start to jump start your career so mm -hmm. I, I was talking today with one of the students that she was mentioning that that uh, she started as a regulatory specialist and um Oh, and, from I mean, the CR CRC was, student? Yeah. We yeah. have the January class yeah. enrolling right now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been sending a lot of people have been interested, so I've been sending them your way, and hopefully we can get them in. Yeah, a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I think this, this month is going to be really busy. I think so. This year so is So it's a great start. Yeah, it's a great start of 2021. Do you have any expectations, Dan? Uh, no. I don't. <laughs> no. Just more of the same as last year, but even more. And um, really it. I mean, even the people, like there's two camp. there seems to be the countries 
really polarized literally in the other room you know cnn is on and we have people storming the capitol hill you know the country's polarized i think everybody can agree well probably not but i think we need everybody would agree i think on both sides it would be safe to say we need more research um for covid even the people who think covid is a hoax I don't think they actually truly believe that, but I think they're a little bit concerned with the speed that these vaccines came about. And the answer to that is let's do more research. We have to study these things. Let's do a long-term study. Let's do some treatment studies. Let's do more because this is not going away. I mean, you know, COVID's going to be here for a while and the different strains and all that stuff. So my expectations is just more research. And I think that helps everybody in the space, the sites, the CRAs, the CRCs, the, the future job seekers. I think everyone can rally around research. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously the professionals involved are going to get benefits out of it, but also the rest of the population, because uh, we're working to get results. So it's, it's, uh, Exactly. It's a, it's a benefit for everybody. Everybody. I mean, COVID's here. It's what else can you do? I mean, it's not going to go away. Um, research is the answer, but we need more research. We need better research. Warp speed operation. Warp speed was nice. I mean, we got the vaccines out pretty quickly, but that's just the beginning. Now we need to actually study this stuff long term and we need to study different kinds of vaccines and different kinds of treatments and all that kind of stuff. That's not just going to happen on its own. You know, you need to do. No, this is only the beginning, like you say, the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to to learn more about the condition and about and more about the treatments out there. That's right. All right, Dan. So and then now going back to the Latinos in clinical research. Why Latinos in clinical research? Well, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I talked with Danielle Co. I remember you were in the office when I was interviewing her. And I said, you know, let's interview her on Black Women in Research. She seems to be making noise with this thing. Let me find out more of the why. And she really is focused on getting more minorities to participate in, in research and using the same strategy, you know, that I think works, getting the clinicians, more people, building a support system. Uh, for black women now she has black men in research also so I told her hey would you mind if we did this for Latinas in clinical research and she said absolutely like go ahead I mean we need more you know we're doing this for the industry as a whole and then I called you in because I'm not Latino and I said Monica you know you're the first Latino the the closest Latina I know besides my wife and um I think I can get you, Judy, and Ashley together, and we can have a Latinos in clinical research and really discuss issues. I mean, all ethnicities are welcome, but really discuss issues related to Latinos in clinical research. And specific, I mean, it's the largest, fastest growing uh, demographic in the United States, Latinos. And so obviously we need these people to be represented in clinical research. And again, just using what Danielle did with black women in research, we do the same thing 
you know, with the Latinos in clinical research and creating a support system and networking, having other Latinos network with each other and provide opportunities to one another. And we know a lot of Latino site owners, a lot of Latino physicians as well. And so just building the ecosystem, there's been nothing really to unite Latinos in clinical research. And if I could play just a small role in that, because really it's you, Monica, you, Judy, and, and Ashley that are doing the majority of that. I'm just kind of tagging along doing the marketing. Um, I think that we can actually do some good things for the industry here. And sponsors love this yeah, stuff yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and obviously uh, we have to do a video explaining people why it's important. This is probably for the population because uh, I know most of researchers know why it's important to have a diverse uh, group of uh, patients in the studies uh, and explain people more about it. But it's, it's so important and, and these groups are really important for that. The uh, uh, black women in research, black men in research, in clinical research, Latinos in clinical research. I mean, we need to work uh, to make things more, um, how you say, in healthcare, um, to, to break the, the, the disparity. That's the word. Reducing disparities, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's on the back of our t-shirts too, I think. Maybe yes. not. I don't know. On YouTube, you'll see <laughs> But it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, get the t-shirts. It's underneath um, YouTube on the, on the video. So uh, stay tuned. We have an event coming up next week. January. Uh, on, on Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, right? January 11th? January 12th, 11th. Is it 12th? Yeah. Let me find out. No, Tuesday, 12th. January 12th. You're right. Yeah. Tuesday, January 12th. Uh, we've got a, who's the guest? Who's the guest? Who's the guest lecturer going to be? Now we're going to be announcing everything uh, today or tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So please we'll make sure you read. Right you, yeah. <laughs> register, subscribe, register in the website. Uh, so you can get invited to all these events and and you learn more about the industry you learn you you get to meet people from around the world and and also why not maybe a business uh venture if you meet somebody that uh that uh have yeah. the same idea as you i really can see that happening uh we've only had one latinos in a clinical research meetup so far but I can really see you don't even have to try hard to network because literally I had a business idea from the last meetup. It's uh, It was about how to create a roadmap for physicians looking to do investigator initiated trials. And there was a doctor from Columbia and another guy here from the United States who both said they could help out if I actually wanted yeah. to make this business a reality. And so there's, I mean, if you're there and you have a need and you're there to network, you're probably going to find somebody on there to help you during these Zoom meetings. You know, there we have Zoom like this with a bunch of squares. People can talk. Latinos in clinical research.com. You don't want to miss it. So go there, subscribe to the email list, get notified of these webinars. Also go on Instagram, Latinos in Clinical Research. Also go on LinkedIn, Latinos in Clinical Research. And on Facebook, 
Latinos in Clinical Research. Oh, and on YouTube, Latinos in Clinical Research. Oh, and on the podcast, Latinos in Clinical Research. <laughs> LinkedIn, I think that's it. Facebook, everywhere. <laughs> you want to watch, read, uh, scroll, listen, uh, talk, all of the above. There's a place for you. All right. Thank you, Dan. So there you go, people. The most special guest you have ever had in the clinicaltrialsguru.com. The one you see every day, guys. Every the one day. and only Dan Sprea. So you get to know more about him. You got to know more about him in this video. Thank you, Monica. Thank very you, strange. Very strange to be <laughs> interviewed, but uh, it was fun. And we'll do many more. Latinos in clinical research.com. Make sure you go in. Make sure you guys subscribe. Three out of four of you watching this are not subscribed. Why? Just please subscribe and like. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Dan.